Hello, welcome to Frankie Curations Podcast. I'm sitting here today with Linda Nardilli Morin, owner and founder of uh, Pasta Hostess. Uh, you can find her online, on socials, Instagram, and Facebook. So please do give a like and follow. And so I'm going to get into it here with Linda, and I'm just going to ask her straight off the bat, why did you start Pasta at Hostess? Well, it's an interesting story. Probably what led me here in the first place is my history. I'm Italian on both sides. Both of my grandparents, a um, set of grandparents, came from Italy off the boat. And uh, I was asked by a friend who had a cooking studio where I live if I would be a guest chef. I said, sure. And then when she was moving to Toronto, I had people coming up to me saying that, you know, it's so hard to make pasta. And I went, no, no, it's not. It's just two ingredients. So I decided to take the helm myself and started my business back in 2012 and thought I'm going to go around and teach people how to make pasta and uh, other Italian food and I started just here locally in North Bay um, went into people's homes and then it just grew from there I've been down in the Muskoka's doing the same thing been working in people's businesses as well I love collaboration and um, from there, it expanded into catering. So I have been doing catering for, again, for people in their homes, but also for business uh, events. Um, and just sharing my love of Italian food, showing how you can put love in the food and have some fun while you're doing it. That is amazing. I've, uh, I'm, I'm such a fan of uh, hospitality just in general, but you know, when you get into niche markets like this, and just, uh, you know, always, so amazed by the different, by the different, um, you know, ways that we can offer uh, to people, right? Like in terms of food, I, I always compare uh, ingredients to cooking, like music, where you can only have a certain set of notes, and then you, you know, you create on those bases and on the same notes, right? Like, but you can make so many different songs out of it, right? Just I like love recipes. that analogy. It's so true, both creative, and you never know how that's going to uh, work out in the end. So especially with Italian cooking and uh, not necessarily following uh, set recipes, there's a lot of just a little pinch of this and throw that in, so very much like music. Yeah, and it creates a beautiful symphony, especially with collaborations. Okay, so let's talk about next. Like, what is your purpose? What is your why when it comes to this business? I know you said that you love the, the food, and I know you're, you know, the Italian culture is like deep rooted just from getting to know you. Um, but do you have a deeper purpose when it comes to like the global, like versus you know the local is global? So like, what is it that you are you know aspiring to achieve by getting out there in this world with your food? Well, I think, you know, to expand on that whole concept of love, I think that it's about expanding it into the social connections, I, especially with people who have been isolated this last while because of COVID, and people are trying to reconnect to each other. Food has always been the thing that helps people connect. They love coming to the table, sharing food, and um, telling their stories. And I think um, my purpose in the business is to support that, give people uh, um, an opportunity to do that together 
to uh, support one another um, and to continue to celebrate as we move ahead. There's a lot of things that were put on hold and I think my purpose in this business moving ahead is to continue that and help that be expanded so that people know that they can come together in a safe way, they can still enjoy themselves, they can still learn. I'm all about a continued education, they can learn new things um, and and connect to people in the community that maybe they they didn't know. Um, I do things, for example, at uh, different venues, for example, Adoro's Olive Oils and Vinegars, where they can come and they might meet some new people that they hadn't met before. That wouldn't have happened. They can learn about other businesses. I really love business-to-business -business collaboration, and so any opportunity I have to do that, I am all for it, as well as donations to community events. I've always supported um, different fundraisers. I will continue to do that. Um, and during um, COVID, a lot of people wanted me to go into the food delivery business. And I was really um, reticent to do that. I said, I want you to go to the restaurants locally. I want you to support them. They have brick and mortars. They have insurance. They have staff. Go and order from them. And think about that. Um, my um, business is a passion business. I always tell people I'm not paying my mortgage with it. That's been taken care of. I'm here to help the creative process in this community, but support the other businesses that have been on hold this past while, and let's keep their businesses um, afloat. Let's keep people employed in this community. Amazing. Well, the, I want to touch base on that a little bit, uh, and let's talk about business a bit more, just real quick. Uh, in terms of like, let's talk about your networks a little bit. Like, I know you're a part of some networks, and like, let's just elaborate on that, and how you want to help others get out there in the world as well. I belong to a few um, networks over my time. Um, years ago, I even belonged to the Business and Professional Women's Club, which is an international one. When I moved up here to North Bay, I wanted to connect to other women. I didn't know any women. Found that was a really good way to, to meet other uh, women, not just in business, but they were also in professions. And at the time, I was a, a social worker, registered social worker, so I got to see um, what other uh, women were working at and what their professions and their passions were. Um, I belong uh, to the Business Women's Network of North Bay. It meets once a month and a great way for women in business to come together at a luncheon, um, either live or virtual, whatever people's comfort level is. And they bring in resources, it's speakers, you get to have some time to talk to the other women that attend, to learn more about them and see where your uh, potential um, partnerships could be. I belong to the Pero Group, which is an organization that is um, head office is in uh, Thunder Bay, and I had belonged to uh, Pero Circle here locally with other women in business, and it gave us this opportunity to. It was a closed group. You could not be in the same profession, and just to share our hopes, our dreams, our frustrations, our challenges, come together, brainstorm, and support each other, not just through professional, but also some personal challenges going through that process. And uh, I just recently joined BNI, which is Business Networks International, a wonderful group of uh, local business owners. Um, here in North Bay. Again, it, the concept is about having one person per profession. So I hold the cater seat in that particular uh, chapter. 
and learning from each other and it's all about givers gain it is about uh, giving referrals to other people not going for something that you want but something you want to give and I really really enjoy that as well as the opportunity for continued living learning <laughs> Oh, that's so great. I'm really excited too to be a part of BNI. I just joined uh, another chapter uh, which has their meetings in the morning. Linda's is in the afternoon, but we are, you know, uh, on the same page when it comes to uh, just sharing, you know, what we do, but also learning about what others have to offer here in the community of North Bay. It is also international, so we have the opportunity if we want to grow in other cities, we have that, you know, the privilege to do so being a part of this amazing network. So, next thing I really want to talk about, because post-COVID, I'm sitting here and I'm, I, I feel that, you know, the world needs to get back in touch with hospitality because I feel like that's one of the industries that took one of the biggest hits, uh, being in hospitality for 20 years, seven years myself, which is like, whoa. But to see that shift happen after being so comfortable, I guess <clears throat> you can say, uh, as much as the hospitality industry is a tough one to be in, I found, you know, always a way to find love and, and celebration. And, and, and the best part is, is seeing people gather around a table with food and drink. So how do we help the world stay alive in those life celebrations? Well, it's kind of ironic because just before COVID shut everything down, I was at the Restaurants Canada show in Toronto, which I attend every year. Um, I went to it and I think from the Sunday to the Tuesday and then the world shut down I think that Thursday. Um, on that year the theme was uh, survive and thrive and it was about how to continue as a caterer, as a restaurant supplier, as a restaurant owner, um, whatever your connection to the food industry was it was all about how to do that and it was very interesting things shut down and then you know we had to kind of pivot and think how do we move ahead with restaurants closed and caterers not working and so there was a connection related to that that I had to do personally um, and I talked just briefly a little while ago about supporting our local restaurants and those kinds of things but at the same time I looked at it in terms of an opportunity and I think that's how you go into challenges like that. It was an opportunity for me to step back, look at my marketing plan, look at what I wanted to do um, as I moved ahead. Um, I, it was a golden opportunity to do menu development and, and do some research and think about other creative things I could build uh, with that. Um, and I'm sure from reading and connecting to other resources I was uh, doing over the, the whole shutdown, was what were other restaurant owners, what were other caterers, what were other event planners doing to survive and thrive. And then this year, the focus has really been um, from the restaurant industry and the upcoming um, conference, which will be in February again in 2022, is about sustainability. And that's really important to me. One of the other reasons I didn't pivot and go into the food delivery business is I have this thing about no food wastage and, and as well as products. So I didn't want to be creating things that were going into landfills. I really like to move ahead and think about how as a food industry do we move ahead and be sustainable? How do we uh, use products? 
how do we provide services in a way that's sustainable, kind to the planet, um, have some uh, green methodology as we move ahead, um, and how do we collaborate so that we are not competitors, we're co-collaborators, and how do we support each other and keep all of us in the food industry um, sustainable as we move ahead. Um, and that to me is a really good focus to go post-COVID. Um, and I think just beyond COVID, I think it's just a good practice to, to sustain myself, my business, and my food partners. That is, you know, that touches such my heart uh, because of, you know, my, I'm an eco-feminist by education. So I remember our first chat on the phone, Linda, and I was like amazed by the fact that we were so on the same page without even seeing each other face to face. And that's the, that's the, that's one of the biggest things for me uh, post-COVID. You know, I did cry for a good month probably thinking that, you know, not knowing where, you know, this industry was going to go. And it's so dear to my heart because I was raised in that same environment where we we're, you know, hunter-gatherers living off the earth, gardening, you know, uh, you know, we ate from my, my grandfather's avid outdoorsman, right? So he brought the food home and, you know, and but I also had the other part of life too, because we lived half the time in North Bay, but we visited uh, the country uh, weekly pretty much. But the fact is like, you know, you see what they, where the uh, food industry has been going, you know, and I got to see both even just growing up and like, you know, my whole life. And I find since the eighties, we've like taken an industrial shift and that's like, you know, going on to, you know, 40 years plus, and I don't see that getting better right away. But I think with people like us who are out there advocating for wellness in the hospitality industry, I think there's, you know, there's definitely a hope there. There's such a hope there, I think, you know, to, to really kind of, you know, tie into like, we love what we do. Food is life, you know, just like water is life. And like, we need this stuff to even for people to be sustained, right? So I think our work is so important and to like have that disconnect over the past year I think I'm coming back even stronger in those beliefs because I feel like you know people need it we also have to remind people of what it's like to have a really healthy whole food diet I caught Totally agree. I think there's been a real shift in community consciousness around food. Um, I have always been an advocate of shop local, and we really saw that in this community. The uh, Powassan Farm Stand Tour was just brilliant. Um, people were going out and making sure that they were supporting local farmers. They were buying fresh, organic, beautiful produce. Um, as well as from some of the um, meat producers. People do the same um, in the North Bay area with the farmer's market. People are really um, wanting to know the provenance of their food. They want to eat healthy. They know what they put in sustains them. So there's a personal sustainability as well about taking ourselves um, healthily into the future and doing that with all these wonderful uh, food producers and the restaurant locally have also embraced that and are using a lot of produce etc from our community so we are really blessed in northern Ontario to say the least yes we are and just imagine if we could grow all year round so let's just hope that you know some more greenhouses and indoor markets pop up for us in the north because i know the south has the uh, the opportunity to grow all year round like in prince edward county for example and i've been there and i was amazed and i was like oh god i wish we could have more of that so as long as we keep supporting the demand for this this produce and like 
I think we'll, you know, we'll be able to help sustain that that service, right? Because we don't want to get into food deserts here in the north, right? So we have to keep that connection so alive, and uh, and it's good. It's good for the earth. It's good for you know for everybody to live in that you know cycle of life. Is, are there any closing notes today, Linda? Like, do you want to showcase anything? I already, I've already mentioned how to find you on socials. Um, is there anything that you really really want to share with everybody? Just to say, like, you know, come find me and. Let's do this. All I want to say is if you have an idea, I'll put it on the plate. So even though you may look at what I have on my Facebook page or my website, if you've got something running through your brain, get in touch with me because I'm a sole entrepreneur. I can create what you're interested in. Um, my focus is really the small intimate groupings, um, not the large, you know, 150 plus people. I really like that small grouping. So if you have an idea, get in touch with me. Glad to have a chat. I'd like to talk about food any time of the day. Thanks. All right. So thank you so much, Linda Nardilli Morin of At Pasta Hostess. Uh, please do check her out. Uh, we, we did an event this past Saturday for uh, Hollow's Eve, and it was such a success. We had so much fun working together. Um, I'm Frankie Gracians, and I, I provide event planning and bartending slash cocktail services. And we hope you really enjoyed our episode today and look forward to serving you in the future. And remember, if you can't go out, go in.